GD Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my vengeful co-host, Dylan Orr. Hello, Dylan. Hello. My name is Dylan Orr. You killed my father. Prepare to die. That's right. <laughs> yes. Great movie. Ah, uh, yes. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Are you feeling vengeful? Uh, not currently. Not I currently. have in the past, but... Really? Yeah. Well, sure. You all do sometimes, I think. It's wreaking vengeance. It's a, there's a, it's a catharsis. It's like... Yeah. A karmic catharsis. A karmic catharsis? A karm-tharsis. A karm-tharsis? Yeah, yeah. Or, or karmatic thos. <laughs> yeah, you get the point. You get where I'm going. Uh, yeah, and I I did text you, and I did want you to have a point where, was there ever a point where you felt wronged, and you needed revenge, or maybe you wronged somebody else, and they told you to your face that they will have their revenge on you? Uh, oh, that feedback. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh... Vengeance. Let me think. Let me think. I'm pretty easygoing. Yeah, um, I, I'm i a pretty easygoing guy, but sometimes, I mean, if you wrong me, then I can take vengeance. And uh, one time when I woke up, I went on what the movie advertisements refer to as a roaring rampage of revenge. I roared, and I rampaged, and I got bloody satisfaction. I killed a hell of a lot of people to get it to this point, but I only have one more. The last one. The one I'm driving to right now. The only one left. And why I arrive at my destination, I am gonna kill Bill. Okay. <laughs> that, Are you a fan of that movie? Uh, no, I've no. actually never seen it. Just, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Um, but... No one's ever died at a wedding. I think the worst thing that ever happened to me, once I tried to take vengeance on some bullies at my cousin's house by, we're going to wreck their tree fort with a hammer. Hmm. And uh, we didn't go through with it. My uncle almost caught us. Uh, And it was... I tried to get away with it by holding a hammer inside my jean jacket, and that didn't work out very well. It was pretty obvious. How old were you? Uh, probably like 11, maybe. Yeah, like preteen age. My cousin was older than me. Uh, yeah, I was talking about my cousin. Yeah, and uh, I tried to hide it from my uncle. We, I don't know why we didn't go through with it. But my uncle was like, what's in your jacket, Dylan? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a it's a hammer. <laughs> a jean jacket. So you're a very stylish 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was the early 2000s late 90s my parents dressed me probably or bought whatever i my wardrobe was um but other than that i took some vengeance out on the dumpster today at work because it was a rough day at work so i didn't it wasn't really vengeance because i didn't uh take it out on the people i was mad at but Man, I beat that dumpster up with a cardboard tube, and it felt so... <laughs> that was karmathartic. Karmathartic. Yeah. So working out some frustration, then. Yes. Yeah. 
Have you ever wronged someone and then they planned revenge on you? Not that I can remember or worked. Maybe some bad stuff has happened to me and I just haven't put two and two together. But I don't, I'm an angel. I don't think I've ever wronged anyone. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any stories of vengeance wreaked upon you or given? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of one that I've enacted. Oh, I... I was thinking about this, and I've kind of been thinking about it for the last, uh, like, 20 or so years. Um, in middle school, there was a person in our class that I did not like, <laughs> nor did really anybody like. I, I'm hesitant to say his name, but eh, fuck it. His name was Nick Bissonette. Do you remember this person? No, I don't. He's from our middle school, and he he was a bully, and he was... a jerk and he was annoying and he was stupid and i think of this person off often because when i think about him i think that but i'm also like i feel bad for this person because nobody liked him and i think he was also i think he had a rough home life and i think he was also maybe being bullied but i remember <laughs> once in class he was behind me and he was like basically just going like trying to get my attention and he was pounding on my back with his hands, and he's going like, Jeff, Jeff, and I turned around in a crowded classroom, including the teacher in, like, a homeroom, and I backhanded him across the face. Jeez. That was, in like, a crowded... instant yeah. vengeance. Instant vengeance enacted, and I spent the whole day going like, oh, I'm dead. I'm, like, this is, I'm being expelled now, because I just backhanded a kid in a crowded classroom. Uh, there was no reaction. Ooh. Or no, re or no repercussions. Really? Wow. Uh, um, it was that. Well, I looked around and I kind of was like, "Did, like, I was like, did nobody see me? Like, I thought I had hit him at the perfect moment where like everyone's head was kind of like down or something, and the teacher wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Uh, and like everyone's just like, and I was like, did I just get away with murder? And I've thought this for years. In years and years, and I'm just like, how did that happen? I, I can't remember. He might have said something to the teacher. He might not have. I, I think she tried to get her attention. She's just like, oh, we're about to start class. Like, go sit down. <laughs> I like, I, I think I heard him, but I didn't hurt him that badly. Right. Yeah, he never like, mentioned him it the... to you again. Uh, no, that was we spoke after that. Like, but it was, you know brief and i don't think it ever got brought up by anyone ever uh then i think maybe 10 plus years later i was at ace and i was talking to the mother of one of our classmates uh megan vickerson now who was one of our classmates and it's it's her guardian i guess it's not her mother but it's um She's like, oh, I was talking to Megan. She said, years ago, <laughs> I, you hit a boy in a classroom, and you're always so nice here at your job. <laughs> and and she's like, oh, yeah. And she saw that the teacher saw it and just ignored it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, wow. of, of course everyone saw it. It was in the middle of a classroom. Like, I had been deluding myself for years and just years. And I was just like, this poor kid, like, teacher, like, didn't believe him, and nobody stood up or said anything. 
and I, I feel bad, but I also like fuck this kid. Like I hated him at the time. I mean, it was self defense. He was hitting you first. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think of it all the time, and I'm sorry. Kind of. <laughs> you were an asshole, and I didn't like you, but I understand where you might have been coming from. If you ever hear this, which I hope you never do. Yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah. I actually have more. Okay. <laughs> I have, um... I've had... Well, because of the other side, I did something to two other people where they told me to my face, I will have my revenge on you. <laughs> Whoa. In a comedic way i guess but yeah one can't be ignorant. one was my mother uh i kind of uh we were at an appointment and i hid her gloves and she like went back into like a waiting room full of people and like had people move around and basically just embarrassed herself oh, in front of like a group of people then i like showed her later like oh yeah i had it the whole time she's like are you like <laughs> like are you kidding uh, and she was really mad about yeah, it. Yeah, you put her through that charade. And... Yeah, and she's like, I will have my revenge. I like, I will embarrass you someday. <laughs> uh, I mean, moms are good at that. Yeah. The other one was another classmate of ours. Uh, <laughs> our My good friend, Than Barberi. Oh, yes. Uh, I know him. Yeah. Also known as Than Good, formerly. Uh, we were in a gym class. Uh, we were playing the capture the flag game where you'd have like the belt with the flags on it, like the three flags yeah. that you kind of rip off. Um, <laughs> I he was on the opposite team. I went to oh, no. grab. I went to grab his flag, and um, <laughs> was he wearing stripper pants? Was he wearing? <laughs> he was wearing. He was wearing breakaway pants. Yeah. So I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I I think that that and wasn't I, the only kid that happened to, but <laughs> and I totally just pantsed him, and he like had to go into a corner to <laughs> like put his like pants back on, like they're half on, and they're like the button up kind. So oh no! Damn. Why did the teacher let him go to so the he had locker to, like, room? <laughs> He like went to a corner. He could have gone to a locker room. You gotta but own it. I think it. that was the closest thing. You gotta just own it and be like, yeah. <laughs> like, if that happens to you, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, he was wearing like button up like breakaway pants, and I totally like I grabbed them and just like ripped <laughs> them, and I ripped like the seam and all the buttons, and he's just in there in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the pants, you said the pants were, like, half off, right? They didn't fully come off, or... I mean, you could see all of his, yeah. like, underwear and stuff. And Did he have like, to, like, hobble into the corner? Pretty able... much. I mean, he could have just taken them off, like, ripped them all off. That's but true. He, like, he kind of, like, kind of rushed Yeah, in. own it, yeah. Just, like, ah, oh, jeez, I gotta fix this. Just rip and them off. swore his revenge on me, and, uh... Hasn't happened. Oh, that was an accident, though. <laughs> it was. I felt really bad, and we're, you know, we're good friends, but I was just like, oh boy, that poor guy. I don't know. I've done a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> short story. Yeah. Long story uh, short. They're waiting for you. He, he's just lying in wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's my story. Yeah. I'm sticking to it. 
Mine weren't as... <laughs> I didn't have any comedic points, I think. Just uh, <coughs> thinking I could hide a, like, five-pound hammer <laughs> in my jacket. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what what do you have for a movie? Did we <laughs> did you mention it? Um, uh, I I thought those two I mentioned. I just had the quotes from up front because they are like kind of classic. Like when you look for revenge movies, that that's what drives them. I haven't seen Kill Bill, and uh, I have seen Princess Bride, but not a long time. I've seen bits and pieces of it recently, but never the whole thing recently. Uh, and then I had. <laughs> Also, I had Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou on there. Sure, yeah. Um, it's all a uh, Wes Anderson film, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, like the usual Wes Anderson cast. Um, I haven't seen it in a long-ass time, and the I liked it when I first saw it, but I don't think I appreciated it enough when I first saw it, because I was pretty young. I was only like... 17 or 18 still and i own it and i tried to rewatch it last night in preparation but i couldn't find my my dvd remote and like man uh i just want to kick back and watch listen to the bleep 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 bleep, bleep, bleep soundtrack like the old video 70 ga- 70s video game soundtrack they have and just uh yeah i mean the whole uh, the premise of that movie is He's trying to go after this, like, I can't remember what, isn't, it's some kind of giant tiger shark or something, right? I believe so, yeah. I can't it's remember been a long the name of it. Too. But that's, I mean, they're undersea explorers, and, like, they're supposed to be a science team. I just remember, this is what, like, drew me to the movie, the quote, like, what scientific purpose do you have? It's like a press conference, and they're, like, asking Bill Murray, Steve Zissou, what scientific purpose do you have for going after this shark and he just goes revenge <laughs> like very sciencey <laughs> so i just loved it it's just that deadpan wes anderson humor that you kind of you, you have to be it's kind of like culty niche and not it's not for everyone yeah i've i've seen a ton of his movies and i feel like i i've liked everyone that i've seen uh that you know like and they're all like they all have, like, kind of a quirky sense of humor, but they're all yeah. really sad, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they yeah. all have, like, a bunch of sadness. Like, it was it Owen Wilson who dies in that movie, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it's very melancholy. And um, I feel like I never liked them on the first watch, but then I watched the second watch. I really appreciate them, except I loved um, his newest, or Isle of Dogs was last year. That was great. Yeah, I, Life Aquatic was my movie for revenge. <laughs> what do you have? I just want to ask this real quick. Have you seen any Tarantino film? Uh, I saw... I've seen Death Proof. Um, I've had to, I think I've seen most of Inglorious Bastards. Uh, what other Tarantino films are there? You haven't seen, like, Pulp Fiction? No, I was going to sit down and watch... No. I was going to watch uh, Pulp Fiction the other night, actually. I, I'm meaning to sit down and watch that, like, next. Yeah, I, like, sometimes I ask you, I know we've talked about this, <laughs> classic movie knowledges, it seems like, I don't know, like, I feel like when you tell people about it, it's like admitting a, abuse. I know, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's the shame, it's like the backlog shame or whatever. Um, yeah. 
But it's also like, oh yeah, my dad showed me like uh, Hamburger Hill or like Deer Hunter when I was 10 or whatever. <laughs> my parents and... were very like sensory. Like I was not allowed to watch rated R movies until I was 17. I uh, PG-13 movies were okay when I was young, but my, my parents screened a lot of stuff and didn't let me watch stuff for a while. And then I would censor my own self for a while. It was weird. Like... <laughs> Is odd. No, I, I get it though. My parents were like they'd censor sex, but violence was fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely sex was censored. Um, violence was censored though too. Like I wasn't ever allowed to play Mortal Kombat or like any M-rated game, pretty much. Like, yeah, I, that's true. I think at some point they were just like, oh yeah, watch Taxi Driver. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I wish. It, I don't know, seeing that at a young age. Not a great idea, probably. I did watch Steve Zissou with them, and it made it awkward when there was boobs on the screen. <laughs> like, if we had seen, watched that stuff earlier, Mom and Dad, then maybe it would have been so awkward there, and I would have appreciated it more. Uh, my movie... I, I don't know anyone who's seen this. It's called Lucky Number Slevin. I wanted to see it, but I never did see it. <laughs> I saw it in theaters with my mother, who swore revenge on me. Uh, it's Josh Hartnett. Uh, it's a kind of pretty good cast. I think it's Morgan Freeman, Stanley Tucci, uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. And it's... You don't find out it's a... Spoilers for this movie. You don't find out it's a revenge movie for a while. Really? Yeah. It's about uh, a gang war between... Um, Morgan Freeman, who's kind of leading like a black gang, and I can't remember who the other uh, kind of his rival is. It's not Stanley Tucci. He plays a cop. But there's like a white gang leader who's, and Josh Hartnett's kind of getting caught in the middle, and he keeps having like a romantic interest of Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. Also, it's good. Yeah. I recommend it. It's, uh, it's non-linear. It's, Ooh, I and, like non-linear. It's, um... I think people avoided it because it's got a stupid name. Like, the title is really dumb. Yeah, I think the trailers for it were just, like, very action-y, too. Yeah. Like, um, but I I still wanted to see it. I never did, though. Yeah, I recommend it. It's good. Nice. Yeah, what do you have for a TV show? I have uh, a specific season where this show started going downhill with uh dexter dexter the show you've Mm. never seen dexter right i saw the first season yeah and part of the second season after it had all aired and i just like eh, i wasn't into it i couldn't get into it that much i don't know yes it's the seasons are definitely hit or miss like there are good seasons and bad seasons and then it just i don't know it's uh Character development is all over the place in that show, too. But uh, season five is specifically, like, each season has a its very specific, like, story arc. And it's uh, Dexter finds Julia Stiles. Like, she's a victim of, like, gang rape. And, like, um, these five guys that have been, like, serial rapists and murderers. They throw women in barrels and this... Like it's a Dexter takes on like finding these five guys from they went to summer camp together, and they wreak vengeance. They're going one by one because Dexter. I should probably explain the premise of the show if I haven't. <laughs> he's a serial killer who only kills killers, so he's killing these 
bad dudes. And uh, one guy, like the head guy of this group is a motivational speaker. And it's just so weird. Like when Dexter goes into the motivational speaker world, it's it, it's like a cult of their own. They're all there. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Julia Stiles was Lumen, the girl, and it was really weird to, I don't know, she, she's like wallpaper, I feel like. Do you like Julia Stiles? Um, hit or miss. Yeah, I feel like, like yeah. you forget she's in the movie. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's a good actor, she blends with the scene. Yeah, it depends on what they're doing, I guess. Like, I, she's in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, which I like right. that movie. Really? But I, I also like Larissa Olnick because she's from our childhoods also. Yeah, Alex Mack. Sure. Uh, she was good in uh, Born Identity. She's good at looking at where Jason Bourne is and then looking surprised when he disappears. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a good sign of an actress. <laughs> maybe it is. I'm, act- I'm not an actor. She just stands around in, on the phone in those movies mostly. Hmm. That's why I think she's like wallpaper, I guess, because they don't. Uh, she doesn't. She's not given much to do, maybe. Yeah, that may be the issue. Yeah, she was good in this season, at least. I didn't hate her. I hated his next love interest, who was also a tall, blonde, skinny girl. Have you watched all of it? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched it like when it was airing. And I heard it falls apart at the last season. Oh last yeah, season. Uh, before that, it's like a downhill slide. Season four is like the peak, and then. You know, you're at the peak, you fall down the other end. Yeah, it was kind of competing with uh, Breaking Bad, though, so I feel like it was trying to like match it, and Breaking Bad was just, seems like it was killing it and just getting like, oh, yeah. it more only getting and more revved up. Yeah, you know? true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I have an anime, which is probably not a shock. No. It's, it's called Afro Samurai. Oh, yes. Have you seen this one? Um, I've seen... I, no, I've not watched it. But The voice is by Samuel L. Jackson. Cool. the main Afro Samurai. Uh, and it's his... In the, it's uh, kind of a noir-looking samurai epic with that's kind of got like a black exploitation influence in it also. Very... Uh, kind of similar to Samurai Champloo-ish. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so there are those things in the world where they're headbands and they're like labeled from one down and Afro's father has the number one, which means that he's the greatest swordsman. And the first thing that you see happen is he's killed by, uh, well, the number one swordsman can only be challenged by the number two swordsman. And he's challenged by the number two, this guy named Justice, which is ironic, I guess. (laughs) and he's killed by justice and then afro makes it his it's the first episode you you know you find it right away and afro makes it his you know his life long goal to get the number two headband so he can challenge and avenge his father and he meets up with all people from his past and it's a lot of very cool sword play and kind of animation it's good Neat. Yeah. Uh, who, do you know who, what else the creators worked on? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Mm-hmm. I could probably look it up easy enough. 
I was just curious. Yeah, is it similar to, or uh, is it self-contained? Or yeah, it's only like six episodes. Oh wow, it's pretty short. Yeah, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's expensive. Getting him to do and I just saw something on YouTube that was like they released the um, uh, like the original stills from the uh, from like an ori- like how it would have looked originally, and then they changed it later on. Hmm. Nice. So I'm going to look up uh, Takashi Okazaki, illustrated by a manga artist who has also worked on. So, well, there's a sequel to it. And, eh, man, this is not a good reference point. Eh, I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. It up. yeah, no worries. People I was just wondering if he was related to any more exploitation anime. Doesn't seem like it. I think it mentioned something about Blade Trinity, which is uh. kind of like that. <laughs> except in, but it's not anime. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Blade Trinity. Did you see that there... I don't know. Have you ever seen Coming to America, that movie? No. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm not a well, big fan of a, Eddie Murphy. It's an old Eddie Murphy, so it's like classic Eddie Murphy. It's not bad. Uh, it's probably dated as hell now, but there's this, I think there's a sequel coming out starring Wesley Snipes. Oh, really? I <laughs> think I... Yeah, I think I saw a picture of him. It was called Coming... Two number two America, that was him. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's yeah. What's he done? He hasn't done a lot lately. Has he done much since Blade? I think he kind of went crazy during Blade Three. That's what I hear. And I don't know how much he did after that. Well, he went through a bunch of like bankruptcies and stuff like that, too, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Did you have a song? Song. Yeah, I have a story about a song. And then oh. I have a song also that I thought of. But um, I remember hearing this story. I guess this happened in Scotland. Uh, yeah, and um, this is about an 82-year-old woman who she was upset that the neighbors in her, I believe it was apartment... Uh, yeah, and, um, her neighbors in an apartment were, I guess, blocking, their van was blocking the sun to her windows, so after uh, amicable years of living together, she was upset by this and sought revenge by playing, like, putting her old-ass radio speakers up against the wall and playing this song called The Laughing Policeman, which is from 1992, or 1922, not 92, 1922, and it's just this old-timey song where, I don't know, this crazy dude laughs over it, he goes, ha, 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 and she drove her neighbors insane by using, throwing this vengeance upon them that they, like, I think they sued her. They took her to court. She got fined a lot of money. <laughs> but I've heard that story, and I'll uh, post the link to the song, because it's just... It's it's insanity. It's just a guy laughing over and over again to some music in the background. Uh, yeah. 
It's crazy. Sounds familiar. It, I, it just happened this year, I believe. Well, I think I've heard that song, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, if you had to hear it until 2 a.m. in the morning, you'd, you'd probably go insane. That's probably true. But uh, for the song that I thought of, that I um, have you ever heard of The Birthday Massacre? Mm, no, I don't believe so. It's kind of a gothic, industrial, uh, but a little poppy band <laughs> that uh, I kind of got obsessed with during my brooding phase in late high school or early college. I caught them at a show uh, with another weird band. <laughs> um, but they have a song called Lover's End, which is, I think, essentially about burying a cheating lover in a coffin, burying them alive. <laughs> it's pretty depressing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's about, like, kids telling stories. Like, it might be just a silly... Silly? Uh, no, just, uh, like, a graveyard story, because it talks about um, digging up rumors, the kids in the park, what awful things happen in the dark. Like, it's... It's, it's got a pretty disturbing chorus. Is it the chorus? Uh, is that... Yeah, it's uh, it repeats one, two, three, four underneath the cellar floor, five, six, seven, eight. Lover will suffocate. And this is just the kind of stuff I like to listen to <laughs> when I was twenty years old. I literally listened to it today. And I was like, yeah, it's it's not bad, but it's pretty depressing. <laughs> pretty dark stuff. Pretty dark times. But yeah, uh, I listened to some of their other stuff today just to kind of blast from the past it. Like, and it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, it is very, it's in dust. It's, it's like if Nine Inch Nails was led by a woman. That's like what I would have loved back then, which it, sure. I did. Uh, but it's a little more poppy. It's got some more like upbeat synthetic like keyboard stuff rather than like nine inch nails like mm. disturbing like dissonant chords yeah. i don't know music <laughs> i'm surprised you don't like that now it seems like your bag more or less um it's too depressing the songs like the lyrics are very depressing for me i didn't i didn't mind uh the background stuff though i was like yeah it's not bad but it's it's a little it's kind of like AFI, I think, would be also a good comparison for them. They definitely, like, dress the part like that, too. I think they're too theatrical like that for what I'm into now. Yeah. Whenever um, I see people, like, full gothed out now, I'm kind of like, that bums me out. Well, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, thing. I still like people to do their thing, but I mean, that's just so much. It's a... That's an investment. That's like a lot of that takes a lot of time to do that stuff. And like, I don't want to be thirty years old doing that. Like, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> but uh, have you ever heard of when you were living here? Did you hear about Goth Fly a Kite? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was like the it's like a yearly an annual event where you go the goths go out to the park and fly kites. It's pretty cool. When I took an editing class, my, my awful editing class. One of our, the videos we had to edit was the Let's Goth Fly a Kite um, nice. to the song Let's Go Fly a Kite. <laughs> Good juxtaposition. Yeah. I think they changed the lyrics like a little bit. We had to 
mess around with that. So it'd be, let's goth fly a kite. That was the only difference. <laughs> uh, so let's go fly a kite. Yeah. But yeah, I've moved on. I mean, I guess. I think I actually might listen to more of it this weekend. Huh. But yeah, I'll link this. Because it isn't a very known band. I didn't even know them when I went to go see this other band. This other band like sounds like Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it's called Creature Feature. I went to go see them in Cambridge, and I met them, and they were surprised I had come for them and not, like, Birthday Massacre, who was headlining. I was like, yeah, I never heard of them. (laughs) But then it stemmed from there. Yeah, what did you have for music? Uh, I went older. I had a classic called A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. You know the song? I've heard the title. I... You've heard the title? Yeah. <laughs> that I just told you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a song that, it's kind of like a story song about how his father names him Sue, and then he pursues his father through the world to take revenge for giving him a lady's name. And they have like a big throwdown in like a bar where they, like, throw each other. They end up, like, outside, and they, like, pull their guns on each other and stuff. Jeez, toxic masculinity just flowing out. But, but, his father says something to the effect, he pulls his gun on his father, and, uh, his father said, says something to the effect of, like, I named you Sue because I knew I wouldn't be around, and I figured you would be stronger if you'd have to deal with the crap that came from, you know, being named Sue at this time in the world. Alright, yeah. Okay, redeeming then. <laughs> yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, and... Look past it, Johnny Cash. Yeah. It's, uh... He, it's kind of got this part where he meets his father, and he's like, my name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're gonna <laughs> die. Sue rhymes with a lot of stuff, yeah. Now you're gonna die. Now you're gonna die. Then they have a long throw down in the bar. Yeah. yeah. I don't listen to a lot of Johnny Cash, and I know that's probably a sin. I'm sorry. I don't dislike it. But I don't like country very much. Or even country rock. Or whatever you'd call him. I only got into it when Johnny Cash had his little kind of like revamped when that Hurt song came out. Oh yeah, yeah. When that was a thing. Speaking of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And that kind of, like, regrew his career a little bit, where people were getting back into his stuff. Like, he was popular, I guess, but, you know, it kind of gave him some credo and stuff. Yeah, didn't he do... Was there another cover he did? Or am I thinking of Ring of Fire? Who did that first? Was uh, it Johnny, him? He yeah, did it was that Johnny first? Cash. Yeah. And then it was covered by Iggy Pop? Probably. Okay. Yeah, he wrote it about his the relationship with his wife. Oh, yeah. Not about diarrhea. <laughs> no. Yeah, you, I mean, I don't know. Hey, did you hear it from him? <laughs> yeah, I think it's in like some old interviews. It has to do with their kind of like uh, weird relationship with them both being kind of like upcoming up-and-coming uh, country singers at the time. Mm-hmm. 
living in the kind of showbiz world as musicians. Yeah, I'm more familiar with uh, the Dewey Cox version. <laughs> Is that what you said initially? Because I think you said Iggy Pop. No, Dewey Cox. Do you know Dewey Cox? Yeah, I remember that movie with uh, John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more familiar with that than uh, the actual Johnny Cash, the fake parody interpretation of him. Walk hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna walk hard. Yeah. Uh, what's next? A book. Yeah, we can move on to books. Um, one I had a question about is Moby Dick about revenge. Um, I think so because he, he Captain Ahab has like a peg leg, right? Yeah. So He's... which he lost to Moby Dick. Yeah, but I guess it's supposed to be about something deeper than revenge. Moby Dick is supposed to represent something else. Well, it's supposed to be. Isn't it just like? the man versus nature and like the idea of pursuing something that is kind of out of I've never read Moby Dick I'll be honest I've Oh me neither. <laughs> yeah. I I've only I, uh read that short story Bartleby the Scrivener. Yeah, I've read a few short Melville things and I I his writing style's dry to me. Yeah. It's too much. That was my question, I guess. Because I just thought of Moby Dick. I couldn't think of any other revenge except for The Punisher. Harry Potter, maybe? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he I killed guess... his parents-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's not fueled by revenge, but that's definitely in there. But Voldemort is going for revenge, though. Alright? I mean, he's also trying to kill all like non-pure-blood wizards. What, so. what is he trying to avenge? Voldemort just himself. By killing Harry. Yeah, but isn't he just bad? Like, he kills his parents. Yeah, but I mean in the end, I guess. Not the yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Punisher was my other... He's a comic book character, but it counts, right? Sure, that counts. I mean, his whole family is killed, and then he spends his right. whole life yeah. killing people. I mean, Batman would have counted, also. Oh, yeah, true. That is true revenge on the scum of the revenge on injustice in Gotham sure yeah there's probably a ton of superhero Uh, Spider-Man might count a little bit ish yeah I don't see Spider-Man that's not really his motivations though is it that's true he just Um, wants to use his powers for good yeah uh, Moon Knight is he revenge or is he just crazy he's crazy yeah that's his thing I thought his family was murdered too. But. It, they might have been, but they might have been murdered by him in one of his multiple personalities or something weird. True. Yes. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird character. Moon Knight. I think Deadpool two is about revenge, or at least part of it is. Uh, yeah, I guess there is a lot of vengeful comic book characters. There's so many of them. Oh, uh, Slade from Teen Titans, he's on revenge because, like, doesn't, in the comics at least, one of his kids was a Titan and they die. So Slade, that's why he hates the Titans so much. Or Deathstroke, I guess, in the comics. 
uh, maybe Wolverine also could be thrown in there. True, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, did you have any revenge literature? Mine was comic adjacent. Yes. Uh, It was from a manga that I've read all of, which is rare for me, (laughs) uh, called Blade of the Immortal. I've never heard of this one. Is it an anime yet? Uh, It's a very short anime. They didn't do the whole series. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a young girl whose parents are killed by this gang. Uh, I can't think of the name of the gang because I forgot to look up the information on this one, but I did read it ages ago. And she, to avenge her parents, she hires this immortal uh, swordsman named Manji, who's one known for being immortal because he has these things in his body called like uh, like birth worms or something like that. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. It's some type of. Birthworm gems. Birthworm gem. Yeah, it's not birthworm. It's like some type of. They're called like eternity worms, and they like, like whenever he gets hurt, they like heal him like super Uh, quickly. Like, yeah, like Wolverine ish. Yeah, weird, parasitic but symbiotic parasites. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's yeah, that's pretty much what it is, and it's him helping her in this long journey to kind of take down this gang and it's you know them being betrayed and dealing with people who are also after them and finding out like why they killed her parents in the first place and why she might not be doing it for the best reasons and kind of showing humanity of the people that did it and like the people that were kind of around it and i don't know it's a good series it's very dark like there's a lot of really like there's a lot of like rapes and stuff in it mm-hmm. uh because it's you know it's an old like you know sengoku era thing where yeah stuff like that happened but there's also like there's decent sword fights and stuff it's a good series but i don't know it's hard it's long and it's it's it's, it's a specific type of thing I don't know. is it uh black and white or color uh the manga is black and white yeah yeah I've noticed that that a lot of them are just in black and white that's correct that's probably i mean when you have that much that's just a lot easier and cheaper yeah distribution it takes ages to make those too because the art is so different right yeah, yeah you know it's all hand drawn and whatever yeah i bet yeah yeah is that do you think is that why most of them are black and white just from a like time and money standpoint or is it an artistic standpoint? I think I think it might be a bit of both because sometimes they do make colored manga, but like if you like read anything about the mangaka, which are like the the artists, like so many of them get like morbidly ill. Wow. Because it's... they're they have like very strict deadlines that they have to put out like, you know, chapters and they're just hunched over a desk and like just like furiously like writing and drawing and creating this art and like so like the guy who made bleach was like like he was on they there's a lot of hiatuses because it's people like constantly just getting like crazy sick just from being like at a desk all day just hunched over yeah they have the crunch or whatever they call it in like video game development culture it's just like yeah those fierce deadlines but yeah i can't imagine if it's all hand-drawn having to be yeah just focused in that position jeez 
but it's a good series. It's like it it definitely pays off by the end. It does kind of have a continuation where it's kind of like it it's like it could go on, but it could it's like this is also good too. I guess good end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. A video game. Shall we move on? Um, yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, I'll just give a quick mention, because I haven't actually played it, but I heard um, the theme song to it, and I got obsessed with it, so I need a reason for linking it here. Uh, there was... River City Girls just got released. Because um, there's... Have you heard of the River City series? Uh, it's like a beat-em-up, right? Right, yeah. And it's usually about, like, uh, boys saving their girlfriends, but the newest one just came out, and it's about girls saving their boyfriends. But, um, and it's just this beat-em-up about it, but it's, it's just got this, like, kick-ass, like, girl-punk song about, like, the premise of it. Like, we're gonna save our boyfriends! <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just hilarious. I want to plug it. It's it's fun. It's a good time. Maybe you want to play the game. Um, but what I have to talk about in depth which uh is a very old game have you ever heard of custer's revenge um is that the one with the rape yes yep trigger warnings for this game yeah pretty terrible that this was ever made it was made in 1982 i guess for the atari 2600 yeah i mean i'm aware of it but I've, i've never played it nor would i have you ever seen gameplay footage of it? Yes, I have. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. it's pretty... There's one thing you do the whole time, and it's this cowboy who rapes this Native American woman who's tied to a pole, and that's all the gameplay is, is run, trying to get across the desert to get to this woman tied to a pole while avoiding errors. Arrows. Errors. The whole game was an error. Yes, it was. But yeah, it's pretty uh, effed up that that was ever made. Because the, they're both naked. They're both, like, pixely naked. It's so weird yeah. for, like, the one of the first video game systems to have something so raunchy like this. And so problematic. Um, I guess it was, like, removed from circulation pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, it was also... I'm reading, at the time, it was... Forty nine ninety five, which oh is God. equivalent to one hundred thirty dollars today. Can you imagine paying one hundred thirty? Well, I mean, now they probably are worth more than that. Some of the Atari cartridges, but I mean, <laughs> you imagine paying one hundred thirty dollars for a game that looked like an Atari game? Yeah, but sometimes, like I'm listening to a podcast and they mention like paying, like trying to pay two hundred dollars for like an original like Terminator or whatever back in the day when they were new. Like yeah. for a VHS, like originally that's how much they cost, and, and now you like you can't sell them for like a penny. Like if oh, yeah, yeah, people don't want them. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. It costs more to get rid of them. Uh, yeah, this game was. It's. I mean, it got a lot. Like like I said, it got taken off the shelves pretty quickly because a lot of activist groups rallied against it, and like I think even Oklahoma banned the game completely. Uh, the makers were sued a bunch. Even Atari sued, like, the game developer, which was... I, I don't know how it was regulated back then, but, I mean... Don't... I, didn't they need... Wouldn't they need permission from Atari to make an Atari cartridge? 
Yeah, but like they could be like, oh, we're making a game. They might not necessarily know what it is, at least then, maybe. I don't know. That's true. And this was like, was this before or after the video game cartridge crash of whenever? I mean, think about what they did with the E.T. video game, you know what I mean? They yeah. buried it in the desert. Like, That's a myth, though. Is it? I don't yes, know. there's a whole documentary a about it, oh, okay. yeah. They Supposedly. dug up the site, yeah. But that is a crazy myth, too. It's like, that's what they did with it? They buried it? Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, yeah, in 1983, there was a big, like, video game crash because, of it. I mean, it's it was kind of like the dot-com bubble burst, whatever, where it's like, it was, video games were this big new thing, so they were pumping video games out for everything, and they had, like, this crunch culture for video game development started way back when here. Uh, I watched, like, a bunch of interviews with the old Atari guys, and they were just, like, had to pump out games in 10 days and stuff. And, like, E.T. is infamous, like, rumored to have caused it because it was it was so hyped at the time. And then it was, like, it was such a bad game because they made it in, like, six weeks, and they had to push it up for, like, Christmas or whatever sales. So, and it was just garbage. And yeah. they were just making so many games at the time, and they burst the bubble. So I guess this was, Custer's Revenge was made after it. Um, but then she got her revenge, and there was a sequel made. <laughs> where it's the reverse roles, I guess. And you're a woman, and you have to rape the man this oh. time. So you know. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right? I guess. Yeah, progressive, yeah. In a way. <laughs> still about rape and still like a game where the objective is to rape it's it's really just fucked um i don't know if that one was ever pulled but yeah it's i mean it's got a legacy for being one of the worst games ever it's, yeah every once sequel? in a while it like i do you remember hearing about thrill kill that game where it's like all the it's like a fighting game but all the like characters are deformed and it got cancelled early on before it fully got released. Yeah, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> this one's a worse one that got pulled. There was a Japanese game called like Rape Play or Rape Lay. Something like that. Jeez. Where you play a rapist, it's like a 3D oh scenario God. and you like follow these women home and it's like and I don't think it ever got released, thank God. Like it, but it's like, how? Why would you think that's okay, even at the time? But they thought this was fine, I guess. So, who knows? Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Custer's Revenge was, uh, and made the company production company go bankrupt. So there you go. Revenge on the video game developer. But they sold the rights to Custer's Revenge to some adult video game developer, and I guess they made it even more racist. <laughs> well. And then Westward Ho was the, the sequel where you play a Native American woman who goes to sexually assault a man. And, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. I think there's cannonballs instead of arrows, though. That's the difference. Yeah, what a world hmm. that we lived in. Even before the ESRB. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did buy an issue ages ago of like, you know, 100 banned games or something like that, where it was like, yeah. you know, just a big list. And it that was, I think that was like number two. 
And yeah, it's on one, a lot of those lists. Number one, they actually censored the article. Really? Uh, it was weird. Like, it, during the page, they they were describing it, they'd be like, alright, so here's what the plot is, and we're going to censor it, because we don't want to write this on our publication. Whoa. And it looked like it was like an Atari game where I think you're trying to... it. From what I saw, it looked like you were a floating penis uh, <laughs> trying to shoot semen into... Like, you're basically playing reverse um, one of, like, what is it, tanks or whatever, where you're shooting straight up, and there's, like, oh, yeah. uh, what is it, asteroids or whatever it's called? Uh, Galaga. Galaga, yeah, that old game. Where, yeah, except yeah. you're at the top, and you're shooting semen down into people's mouths. <laughs> yeah. Uh, into their mouths? Oh, they could have made it ed- educational, at least. It, like, had to be about, like... <laughs> birthing process yeah <laughs> fetal yeah. development could have done that anything yeah anyway my game um <laughs> that's not your game <laughs> no I, that was just i was talking about a band that was my game. segue yeah yeah uh is uh dishonored have you seen those series dishonored? um no okay i, I know the name yeah, I know people got, talk about it. They've got three games in the series, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and Dishonored Death of the Outsider, which in the first one, uh, you played this guy named Corvo, who is, you were the uh, royal guard of Queen Jessamine, I believe, and you are, you know, very early in the first part of the game, framed for her murder, and then her daughter is also kidnapped while you're being framed. So all the kind of politicians that are associated with Jessamine blame you, they throw you in prison, and they tend to have you executed. You then escape prison, and then you ally with these kind of other people that are kind of, you know, they're different, you know, types of politicians. Like, ones, the ones that betray you are like, you know, uh, like a fancy kind of fop guy, ones like... Uh, you know, he's a military leader, one's kind of like a religious leader, there are all these kind of weird people. And then they've kind of got these other people intending to oust them and take over their positions. Hmm. And it's a game that you can get through without killing anyone. Yeah, I was going to ask what the gameplay is like. Yeah, it is a first-person stealth-based game, okay. where it has kind of a mechanic where you can get different endings based on how violent you are, and it so you have a, a knife and a gun, and you can kind of get various gadgets that can help you get through missions differently. And early on, you get kind of this supernatural power from this person called the Outsider. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of, like, teleport, you can slow time, and you can you can go in and kill everyone if you want. But you can also beat the entire game without being seen or uh, killing anyone. I don't have the patience for that. Stealth missions. Oh. It's uh, it's good. Uh, I I like it anyway. I've beaten all of them. Like there's a really well known uh mission where you go into a costume party, and your character he's always wearing a mask, even early on. So you go in, people are like, "Oh, you look like that assassin. That's cute." And you have <laughs> to kind of go through this big party, this big crowded party. 
and find like the person you're looking for and there are multiple people kind of dressed as a person you're trying to kill uh-huh. so it's kind of that's one of the missions it's it's one of the favored missions in that game i think i might have actually seen gameplay of this game oh yeah I, man i i'm i'm guns blazing i'm <laughs> i can't i don't have the patience or maybe i start out with the patience a lot but then once i'm kind of like all right jigs up <laughs> just boom i get the bad ending i guess yeah yeah you, you would get the bad end there's three <laughs> there's like the good bad and neutral which is you kill some people and okay. if you go and killing people it makes the later levels harder because they're like, oh, somebody's killing everyone. We're going to put in more security. Mm. Uh, there's this plague going around, so there's more rats like feeding off bodies and giving people the plague. Gets uh, good revenge on you. Yeah, pretty much. And it's you trying to rescue the empress's daughter and clear your name and take revenge. And some of the non-lethal ways are pretty terrible. Like there's one where it's like these two kind of british looking dandy brothers and you kind of cut a deal with this local gang leader where he's like oh i'll cut out their tongues and make them work in the mines that's non-lethal but whatever (laughs) you know and the one is like one is the one for the party i think is like you meet her like it's this one's a lady and you meet somebody who's kind of like her stalker and he's like, oh, I'll take care of it. And you, like, make a deal, and you just, like, deliver oh. her. Yeah, <laughs> you deliver her to him. And he's like, oh, we'll be married, and and you'll never see me again. Then he just, like, takes her away on a raft, and he just, like, stares at you creepily as he goes away. All right, yeah, so they're not lethal, but they're not. <laughs> they're not ethical. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Morally. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, what time? Did you say what time period it's supposed to take place I, in? Or? It's like a pseudo Victorian London, but there's yeah. also steampunk stuff. Like there are these like walking mech, like they look like ATSTs walking around. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like old timey pistols, and they're these weird like wire mine traps, and they've got grenades and stuff. So it's a mixed cool. bag. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I like that kind of an augmented reality like revisionist history stuff yeah cool uh i to move on to another thing i have a quiz for you uh is it gonna be are you gonna be naming people who want to get revenge on me no uh um, <laughs> this is where i figure out who wants to wreak vengeance upon me okay so there's a thing on youtube i basically just ripped it off of youtube more or less uh, there's a thing on YouTube. It's the one top 100 kill quotes. Okay. Have you seen this video? No. So it's like, you know, the guy showing, you know, the hero showing up at the end. And, you know, you're stuck in a iceberg or whatever. And he's like, he blows you up and he's like, have an ice day or whatever. <laughs> he says some, something to that effect. And I'm going to ask you either... Tell you the quote and have you name the movie, or tell, okay. or reverse engineer it and tell you the name of the movie and see if you can tell me what the kill quote is. Okay, all right, gotcha, gotcha. Or the you know kind of the revenge quote ish. Uh, the first quote is, "Hello, boys, I'm back." Ah. Uh... 
kind of the final kill. Final kill. Is this a bad guy or a good guy saying this? This is a good guy saying this to the bad guys. Um. Uh. Oh, oh, yes. This is uh, Independence Day. Is this. Uh, sure it is. Uh, what's his name? The actor's name who has gone insane since. Uh, he's the. He plays the crazy farmer in the movie. And then. Uh, yeah. He's like the kind of the father that gets abducted but you got that one so you're good there yes i had um we were watching this at my friend's summer camp at my friend's camp during the summer once when we were probably like fourth grade or something and we were watching it and then i had a bet with them if he died or not and i thought he didn't die i thought he survived but he spoiler alert he dies he's not even he's not in independence day resurgence or the new one that they just came out with. Yeah, probably. that's the one. Yeah, for oh, okay. Because didn't they make three of the original ones? No, wait. I'm thinking. Oh, no, it's just the one. I'm just thinking of Men in, Men in Black for some reason. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Alien. Will Smith. Very similar Alien movie. Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? I think you'll get it. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, this is uh, Scarface. Sure it is. Yeah. As it is. This one I don't think you'll get. Uh, maybe you will. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna get it, because it's a classic movie, right? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the quote, I've, but I have no idea where it comes from. I've never seen this movie either. Uh, I don't think I would get it if I somebody asked it to me. Can it's, you give me the actor? Ro- uh, Roddy Piper? Nope. <laughs> also, known as, also known as Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. No, no. He's a professional wrestler, yeah. This was one of his few movies, which they reviewed the other one on uh, How Did This Get Made? Called I think it's called Hell Comes to Frog Down. This is from They Live, which I think is a... Okay. I've yeah. never seen it. It's like a cult classic. Right. Uh, this one is... You gotta ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do ya, Punk! my impression of that actor (laughs) oh i'm gonna get murdered for this one everyone's gonna like everyone's gonna roast me you Um, know the quote though oh yeah definitely it is definitely Um, in the zeitgeist of time you know oh yeah hell yeah uh but where does it come from could Uh, you tell the actor Oh, was it Jack Nicholson? No. Damn it. <laughs> that, that may be my fault. It was a good Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> oh. do some Jack Nicholson. What was not him, but all right. Uh, it's not Robert De Niro. No. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any Clint Eastwood movies. Oh. It's Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that comes from. Uh, this one is for England, James. No, for me. It's a dialogue. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it Braveheart? It's a uh, Goldeneye. Oh, it's the last I thing. Like, I'm, yeah, Pierce Brosnan says. 
Yeah, they're all they all melt together. I saw what it, the Pierce Brosnan era and like when GoldenEye was on in '64. That's when I got obsessed with James Bond, and I watched a lot of 007 movies. But yeah, they all he blend. Says, he says it at the end of the game too, if I recall correctly. It's before he <laughs> sees Pixley body fall off the satellite. Oh, multiplayer only. Oh, uh, this one I, I you better get. Uh, long live the king. Uh, is that Scar? Yes, it From is. the Lion King? Yeah. Sure it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just do all Dad, of my no! Work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it the other way. <laughs> How about this one? How dare you treat my friend so shamefully? Oh, uh, jeez. Oh, this is a uh, Nightmare for Christmas. Sure it is. Good one. I, I thought like, I might have <laughs> thought I might have gotten at you on that. No, yeah, I probably oh, I it's almost I would have shamed you every yeah. week. It's I would have shamed you if you hadn't. Yeah. Uh last one. <laughs> I guess I won't do it the other way. Hasta la vista, baby. Uh is that Terminator two? Is it? Yeah, Terminator yep, 2 Judgment Day. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Last one. Did pretty well. <laughs> the only one you didn't know were like, the ones you haven't seen. Yeah, the classic forever. ones. Yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. That was tough. I thought I could get you on that one because I'd be like, oh, he probably just thinks it's Terminator because it's, you know, associated with that series. Right. No. You know? I, yeah, I know my the difference between my Terminators. Or at least the first three. I haven't seen any of the newer ones. Same. I I probably would have had trouble if you did go movie and then I'd have to name the quote. That would have been more fun. I kind of want you to come up with a quote for it. Like if I name like, uh, oh god, I have to do this off the top of my head. I don't know. What do you think the kill quote for? How, uh, how about this? Do you remember the movie Batman Forever? Uh, wait, wait. That's the one yes, with the red light. Yeah, the, the Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones one. Yeah. What's the last thing that Batman says to the Riddler? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is Val Kilmer Batman. I think he's my least favorite. I might actually like George Clooney Batman better than Val Kilmer Batman. Hmm. Um, I don't. I. Uh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh, I don't know why it, I always kind of liked the line and I'm probably, now that I said that I'm probably going to screw it up he says something to the effect of like I'm not Batman because I want or because I have to be it's because I want to be or something to that effect <laughs> I can't mm. help if I remembered it interesting yeah, they're talking about the idea of like, you know, being who they are I think it has to do with Edward Digma and his whole persona. Yeah, his, I'm gonna get inside, I'm gonna mess, I'm an enigma, and I'm gonna mess with your brain. Get inside there. Hmm. Uh, I guess we'll move on to the unjading portion. Yeah. We're gonna unjade Jeff. Unjade me. With fairly new movie. Yes, uh, a sequel to a movie you've watched for a previous on Jade Jeff. Yes, The Last Jedi, the 
most controversial Star Wars movie? Probably. Maybe Solo. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that was universally boring, maybe, though. <laughs> what was that other one, that side one that people didn't oh. like also? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. I think that one was received probably the best of the side ones. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, what did you think of this? Yeah, I did some research. You know, I know people weren't happy with Kelly Marie Tran. Right. Who in my notes I referred to as Rose Marie Tran the whole time. Because <laughs> her name is Rose. I'm like, is that, they just name her after She does her just look like a Rose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she should be named Rose. And I thought it was like people maybe didn't like her because of her acting. Uh but it was just racist, sexist stuff. Uh, you know, the huge with yeah. Star Wars a-holes who yeah. like their movie more than people. Yeah, the most, like, one of the most toxic fan bases for a f- franchise. Yeah, I mean, you find that in every franchise. Like, they're, you know, comic book a-holes who are like, oh, you're not doing Marvel correctly or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. Uh... Let's see, let's go through the notes. So I like that they kind of started on action. They started on the big space battle. Right. So it's, you know, and I think that they start, like, pretty quickly after the end of um, Force Awakens. Like, I can't really tell what what the exact timeline is, but it seems like it's, like, you know, it's pretty much right there. Yeah, I think it's pretty immediate, because Ray's story picks up right when she's meeting Luke, which is how Force Awakens ends. Yeah. Um, they I wrote, didn't even need that crawl in the opening. Uh, they did the oh yeah, Poe Dameron does the kind of quote unquote humor of and he's yeah. st- stalling the hugs hucks thing that was very humorous quote unquote. Yeah, it was very padded out for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. that's probably the big one of the biggest issues I had with this movie that there's a lot of kind of cringy crappy humor where it's like it seems like they aim parts of this movie at like children i guess which i guess it's probably for i mean yeah star wars i mean look at star wars (laughs) yeah it's a puppet (laughs) yeah i mean i you know we grew up with the prequels People yeah. were mad at the prequels, and I'm like, you see this at in, in an impression, impressionable age. It's not meant for like thirty year olds, I yeah, guess. Right. But I'm like, when I see it, I'm just like, try a little bit harder. Yeah, the humor. Like, it, oh yeah, it, definitely. I don't know. It always seemed at least a little bit understated, and now it's just kind of like, oh, look at this joke. Isn't right. that funny? Yeah. yeah, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh. They brought up a bunch of bombers during the battle, and apparently it only took one to kill the dreadnought. So it seemed like <laughs> kind of like it seemed like they were brought up to just be killed and yeah, be you know, fodder. Yeah, which I was like, that's kind of weird that they got the job done with one and brought up all of them, and they complained right. about it. Um, I had an issue with Poe's character. He. It's, at least early on, he always kind of seems a little bit too perfect. And I, I I don't know, I know we talked about the idea of, like, a Mary Sue 
and when we're yeah. talking about Force Awakens, I'm like, I'm like, is he the male version of this? But he's kind of shown to be kind of like headstrong and right. have similar qualities to Rey, which I'm like, eh, it's not exactly. Uh, yeah, once again, Force humor. When Hux is dragged by Snoke, he's like thrown to the ground and like dragged on the floor. And it's supposed to be kind of like a jokey thing. I'm like, eh. Uh, same with the water bag suit. That oh, thing yeah, the, yeah. is, I'm like, I don't know what that is. And they don't really, it's some type of healing thing. But it, you know, it's another attempt at kind of slapsticky humor that I'm kind of like, eh, all right. Yeah, you know. it's the evolution of the uh, the Bacta tank, it is called, in the original Star Wars. You know, there's, I think it's an Empire I'm gonna get super nerdy here. Luke is like inside a tank healing after he's been out in the cold. Yeah. And now it's evolved. Medicine has evolved in the Star Wars universe. We don't need an entire tank. We just have this dumb looking suit that everyone can laugh at. Yeah. They have that in Dragon Ball Z where they kind of put them in like this weird water tank thing where it like heals them. Yeah, like stasis. Yeah. Uh,. I noticed for Luke in this movie, they didn't... Like, I know in Empire, they kind of gave him, like, a flesh hand over his robot hand. Yeah. They apparently decided not to do that. I'm like, why? I mean, maybe it's a some type of mark over his kind of, like, you know, failure. But I'm kind of like, you could have just made a regular hand. Yeah, I think, he just, I think he's done with the vanity of everything. That might be part of it. Yeah. Uh, I think I brought this up on... Uh, Force Awakens, I, I think people were like, oh, it'd be cool if Snoke was like, you know, like a evil Yoda, like he'd look like Yoda, like that same <laughs> race. Yeah. He's uh, just kind of like a weird, disfigured kind of looking alien thing. I don't know. I, like, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I, I just wasn't really impressed by his, like, whole thing. Like, I, I know Darth Maul is kind of like, uh, you know, he just ended up being kind of a in one thing, but he is really cool looking. Like, he's right, a cool yeah. design. Like, he's dynamic you know, he's and weird... he moves. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, Snoke was unimpressive. Yeah. I think that was, that was the point, maybe, but a lot of people take issue with that. Yeah. Uh, then uh, he brings up kylo's lost to ray and i think they address like some of the backlash from that first one where kylo lost that fight he clearly should have won and they're like yeah. here's what here's why here's why he lost i feel like that was very intentional for that kind of thing yeah, i feel like, like there's yeah yeah some intentional like meta lines in this where like they're addressing the audience directly like there's one um this was in the trailers a lot too, but Luke like says, this is not going to go the way you think it is. And I think that's actually like a summation of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm just, they're like, oh, your heart was still reeling because you killed your father. And then I just wrote down like, oh, this is, they're addressing like why she won. Like, yes. Yeah. A girl who had never held a lightsaber. I'm like, oh, okay, you're seems like you're just trying to yeah meta bridge that gap with the poor backlash and all that stuff she's uh, not a mary sue she's not a mary sue yeah uh snoke mentions oh like oh it's so easy to manipulate this other guy and he does it to kylo i'm like 
doesn't he see the similarity there? Like it's like I guess he does, which you find out. But you're just like, you know, you'd be like, oh, he's manipulating one guy, probably get yeah. other people, right? Yeah. Uh, I re- I can't remember why I wrote this down. I think it's when they. I wrote down Ray is, and I I watched the trailer for the new one, uh, episode nine, like the new Rise trailer. of Skywalker. New, Rise, yeah, the newer trailer where it shows her potentially being evil with that dumb lightsaber she has. No, oh, I think it's so cool. <sighs> I don't know. I, I like because the... she fights with the staff, so that's why it makes sense. But <laughs> it's just that yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, that does make sense actually. Now that I think about it, but I'm kind of like, I just didn't like how it was like a Swiss army thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's weird that it like, it holds it, then it kind of, I don't know. It it's weird. like one of those like 50s, like switchblades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there actually are some memes of her holding like a Swiss army sword, like lightsaber. It's got like the light can opener and a light corkscrew. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, there's rumors that Rey might be the Emperor Palpatine's daughter. Uh, there's also rumors that she she might be Kenobi's daughter. Her past is still like yeah. we don't know. You know, we still haven't figured it out, which we never do apparently. Which hopefully by the next movie we get it. Right. Yeah. Not a lot of answers. Yeah. I I looked this up. I wrote down: Did Carrie Fisher die during filming? And no, she had no, finished. Right. She finished everything and then died shortly after. R.I.P. It's too bad. It is too bad. Um, my guess is that I don't. It'd be bad taste to put like some CGI thing in the next one. I think that they should just like in the scroll. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Take care of it. Maybe mention it, but you know, just don't do that whole bull crap. Right, yeah, I think there is footage of... I don't, they aren't going to CGI her. I know they have footage of her. I don't. I think they definitely said, um, we will not CGI her after she died. They did release a statement that said no, no more of that. Yeah. Uh, I, because they, there is... Um, sorry, I didn't mean that's that. Fine. But fine. You, I know you haven't seen Rogue One, but she is CGI'd young in that. Like yeah. She looks like 19-year-old Carrie Fisher at the end of it. Yeah, they and that's do not that like her standing in. They just like digitally put her in. There's also uh, Peter Cushing characters also fully CGI'd into that movie too. Huh. Yeah, to the point where I didn't know he was dead, and I was embarrassed at the end of the movie. Where I was like, I didn't even know that freaking guy was dead. Is that the Palpatine? <laughs> no, he's um he plays General Tarkin, and uh, he's like a famous. He's not a uh, like forest guy or anything, but he's like the general of the Death Star. Oh, he's okay. in the first movie. Is he like lot. the like the Hux to the first movie? He's got yeah. kind of like that weird Nazi uniform or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think I yeah, I, can, I think I could picture him in my head. Uh, they talk about like oh, it's impossible to follow three people through light speed, and I'm just kind of like. In the, you know, the realm of this universe, why would that be impossible? Why would they think <laughs> it's impossible? Like, you basically have magic happening in the world. I'm like, why would it be impossible to find someone through this thing? That is true. Yeah, they have, like, two of the most powerful force users like, yeah. on their ships. Like, yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, then they 
get attacked, and I'm like, whoa, that's a super unceremonious death for Leia. And one second later, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and she, like, I was like... She supermans him. Like, she supermans back to the ship. Yeah, and I was like, I did not... Because I kept... I didn't know anything about this movie. And I was like, I knew Carrie Fisher died sometime around this point. So I'm like, that's how they kill her off? And then, like, yeah. a second later, they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote down... Chewy with porgs and back to humor. <laughs> the humor of this movie and just being like, come on. Like, I, I don't know. Does a porg explode from a lightsaber in this movie? Or is that a Photoshop I've seen? I. When do you think that happens? I think there's like a scene of a porg like kicking the uh, the lightsaber hilt and then it like accidentally activates it and there's like a porg standing in front of where the lightsaber ignites or whatever. Maybe <laughs> no, I, I don't really remember, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. It might have just they kind of treat them like as like a video of that. Yeah, uh, I wrote down. I guess I was pretty deep in. I, I like I did kind of pause throughout like parts. Uh, R two D two plays the old movie clip to Luke from yeah. the Star Wars one. I'm like, I guess that's cool. Like, oh, that I, totally I tugged on my heartstrings. Really, I was kind of like, Ugh. I love R two. R two's really he's like my favorite. <laughs> I know, but I'm just like that. Just was kind of that bummed me out. I was like, that's what you're doing with this. Uh, the actress who played Holdo, Admiral Holdo, it's Laura Dern, who I looked up. Yes. Uh, she Jurassic seemed, Park. Yeah, she seemed out of place in this movie. Like, she did a kind of... A lot of people thought that. <laughs> like, that's what... She's what? just kind of thrown in. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew to like her character, which means nothing now. Like, I... I, they did kind of have this thing I, I'll get into it but I was just like I don't know just she seemed like oh that's weird that they threw her in there I, I felt the same way I guess then yeah, I wrote she, down they make her like such have they mentioned that she has such like a legacy in the resistance but I don't know we never like use characters from I guess there wasn't a lot of women in the original trilogy but I like could have pulled a name from there at least or yeah i i have some notes on their use of women in this film and how i feel about it uh yeah um then i wrote down rosemary tran then i was their name rose and i looked it up <laughs> and i'm like it's kelly yeah it's kelly it's wrong uh then i kind of wrote down oh that i don't know what what is bonding kylo ray and kylo ray uh, kylo ren and ray that could be their ship name, though. Kylo yeah. Ray. Yeah. And I was like, did, did they ever figure out why that's happening? Or they just left it kind of like, oh, they see each other's stuff. Was that part of what Snoke they said? They share the vision? Yeah, I think Snoke said that he helped craft the bond. Okay. Alright. Yeah, um... I, I had an issue with the actor who was it uh that plays Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't love him in the first movie. He kinda grew on me in this movie. Yeah, they develop his character more in this movie, I would 
podcast. Uh, and part of it is his appearance. Uh, I, I don't know. When I, I was trying to be like, oh, like Luke Skywalker is kind of like this weird, nerdy, like kind of like, hey, guys, kid. And yeah, like, whiny kid. Whiny kid. And I was like, this actor kind of looks the same. He was apparently a military man. He was like in the yeah. army or something. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm just like, he just doesn't seem like a cool, you know, rebel leader. Yeah, uh, well, I think that's, yeah, he's just that emo kid who's trying to be. Yeah. And he has an emo Twitter account. <laughs> Someone made like emo Kylo Ren Twitter. It's pretty funny. And I wrote down, he, I noticed this, he kind of has like the silence of the lamb's voice, like the, like, put lotion in the basket, kind of like that weird, <laughs> like deep yeah. voice. And I'm Buffalo just like, Bill. yeah, I'm just like, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the kind of mumbly. Yeah, that's that's a good. That was a good impression. Yeah, force is strong on this one. Like it's, it's like it's like, what is he doing? Is he doing like a is that like a weird choice he's making to this character? Because I don't think he sounds like that in real life, right? Like um, remember. the he's a good actor. I think the only main other thing I've seen him in is uh, Logan Lucky, and he has a southern accent in that, so I don't know what his actual accent is. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I wrote down The Race to the City, which I'm with those weird horse uh, dog things. That seemed like kind of shoehorned in, too. Like, I know yes, there I was parts that. that they needed, but I'm kind of like, eh, like, there were certain parts that, like, they met the guy, uh, they met the kids to kind of set up the other thing, but it seemed like this was, I don't know, I know a lot of people had an issue with this side story of her, like, being, like, a former kind of slave or whatever. I'm like, it does build some stuff for her, like, some backstory, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, it seemed like a set piece that they didn't really need. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree that the whole casino, the whole thing, their whole side thing, I think could have just been taken out of this movie. Um, it didn't make me hate her or anything, but I just think it's all B-plot that like in the end they don't even end up getting the thing they need so it's really just it, there's a lot of character development in it but it's it's a long ass movie as it is like yeah uh yoda shows up in his force form yes the, he's a see, puppet he's a puppet he looked and i wrote looks worse <laughs> Shoda he's dead. Up, what do you want? Worse. Well, I meant like <laughs> the CGI puppet stuff. I'm like, he's a puppet. Does... He's not CGI. That it was a puppet in this. It looked really bad, <laughs> and I was just like, why does this look so bad? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And he made some weird joke to Luke. Have you read these books? You know, <laughs> yeah, Later. they suck. Yoda says books suck too, guys. So yeah. we have to read books. Page turners, they are not, or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, that's how Yoda was, though. Too, like people don't remember if you watch the original trilogy, he's like an old bat. He's just crazy. Like the they made him super serious in the prequels, but he's nothing like that in the originals. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen any the prequels or the originals. Like I remember him being kind of serious. Like I kind of think he's kind of cool in Episode Three where he's fighting Palpatine. Like I like yeah. that. I like that fight scene. Yeah, me too. Um, he might be my favorite next to R2. I yeah. just recently watched Return of the Jedi, 
and that movie sucks. Yeah, that's what everyone's. I remember that one being my favorite. Everyone says <laughs> me too. Everyone says uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best, and yes, uh, Return is terrible. I remember that one being my favorite as a kid. I, I can was, see why you like it as a kid. Yeah, my kid liked it a lot. Yeah, and I'm kind of like. I don't know. I I don't really want to go back to it because I'm like I remember it being you know fine. It's very cutesy, which is okay for it, but it has like there's this weird parts where it like swings totally. Like the Ewoks are totally cutesy and everything, and they're supposed to meant to be fun. But then there's one part where the Empire is just massacring them, and there's like Ewoks shaking the corpses of other we- yeah, Ewoks. Yeah, sure. Like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like it totally just one eighty here. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember everyone saying like the Ewoks suck, and then. When the porgs were announced, they're like these. They're yeah, they better than the Ewoks. Ewoks, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray gets in a weird coffin ship to travel to the thing. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a weird pod, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It looks like a like a little coffin. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, Holdo Lord Dern painted is wrong. Uh, painted as a traitor and a coward. And it seems like, I don't know, it seems like because of the backlash in the previous movie, it seems like they, and like, I know it is meant to be kind of like a switcheroo on you, like towards the end you find out that she's doing the right thing. Right. But it seems like they put women in here so you can kind of tear them down for a bit. Like, it puts Rosemary Tran and Laura Dern, so it's like, oh, see, women are bad. See? See that we are bad? We were right the whole time. Then, like, towards the end, it's like, no, they are doing the right thing. See? I don't know. It just seems very, like, this weird shoehorned-in thing that I didn't... I was like, I... Like, you didn't need it to be this, like you know, this obtuse in this film. Like, it could have been more subtle. Like, she's doing the right thing. Poe's headstrong. We get it. Like, I don't know. It just kind of bugged me that it seems like it's meant to approach, like, supporting women from a weird way. Yeah, I I never even thought of it that way, but you bring up a good point. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just... I feel... I didn't get to hear that argument because I heard more of the argument people thought they were useless characters but i i do agree that they aren't portrayed well at all um you're right they are just kind of there to be burned at the stake this is well this is my argument that i had while i was watching it because i'm like oh i think i was like oh this character is an asshole for early on like holdo because she like early on you're like oh we know poe we like poe right you know and it's like familiar. this character's being like rude and a hole, and she's doing making all the wrong decisions. And at oh some point, gosh. and at some He's... keep going. No. <laughs> and at some point, I'm just like, wait, I think they're setting this up so she's doing the right thing without letting anyone know. And I'm just like, well, maybe that's happening. And then I'm like, I'm like, I think they're setting it up so she's redeemed. And then she's still an a hole, and like we still show her as like wrong. You're dumb. Poe's doing the right thing. And then, like, at the, like basically towards the end, it's like, no, she was right. Poe's just being emotional and stubborn and all headstrong. And I'm just like, okay, so she's redeemed. And I was kind of like, all right. So it, it did make me kind of like, okay, I, it did make me feel like her character, that she kind of got this 
arc in this one movie that she's going to appear. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It, a, a weird thing. That, uh, you made me realize that might be another meta moment where Poe represents the Star Wars audience, the original Star Wars trilogy fanboys. That's what he represents. And he wants everything to be the same, and it's comfortable there, and that's what he likes, and he's going to just riot until he gets what he wants, and then Holdo represents the new, (laughs) the one-time director of a Star Wars movie, Ryan Johnson, who's like, no, guys, it's going to be like this. We're going to do it a little differently. Just listen to me. And everyone's like, no, 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 go away. We're all going to riot. Mob mentality. And then at the end, he's burned at the stake, and uh, he's chased out. Yeah. Uh... And then I wrote down Snoke unceremonious death, yeah. which I'm like, I kind of saw this coming because I, I think I had heard that there's that they team up towards the end. Uh, oh, I went past this. I anytime they have a stormtrooper variant, I like it. Like I like the red yeah. stormtrooper. I like the weird metal. Like uh, I can't whatever her name is. Oh, Phasma, Captain yeah. Phasma. Yeah. Like, I think whenever they have, like, the different kind of design for it that's, like, you know, special Stormtrooper, I always, like, think it's cool. Yeah, I think they try to do at least one new Stormtrooper movie. Yeah. There's typically one. Uh, I like the team battle. It seemed, you know, it's, it's it, it was good. Uh, uh, anytime there's, like, a kind of a hero-villain team-up, I'm, like, I'm game for that kind of thing. Like where they yeah, it was well choreographed. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like him, kind of like coming back into his own as like a experienced user, and her still being maybe more ex- inexperienced, but kind of like figuring it out where she is losing to the guy with the little dagger saber things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of good videos on YouTube of that fight scene synced up to different music. Sure. Like uh, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. I remember that. Uh, the hangar is attacked, and pretty much everyone in the hangar dies except Rose and Finn, which I thought was weird. Oh, like, yeah, Everyone yeah. in the immediate hangar, everyone died. <laughs> like the thousand stormtroopers. Yeah. In there. yeah. <laughs> that were, like, about to execute them. And then Phasma's team comes out, and then they have their little fight. Uh, yeah, Finn, which I'm just like, oh, she's not dead. That was my first thought. I know she falls into an explosion, yeah. but my thought was like, no, that's, you know, that's nothing. Yeah, because even in the last one, they supposedly threw her down the trash compactor. So, yeah. Yeah, she'll be back. Sure. Uh, yeah, I did like that moment where I'm like, oh, so Holdo's gonna, like, light speed through the ship. I thought that was a cool moment. Which they yeah, never like... show what happens to her ship, really. Yeah, like, I think it's pretty obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, they've never thought to weaponize light speed, which is, I mean, it's it's kamikazeing, but yeah, it's, but it works, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did have did you hear? Um, I guess a lot of movie theaters had to put up signs that said like, an hour and fifty six into this movie, there is a moment of silence. Do not panic. <laughs> the audio is working. <laughs> like, is that when she tears through the ship and it just like stops? Yeah, it's just quiet for like six seconds or something yeah. i guess there's they got so many complaints at theaters that they had to start putting up like disclaimers because yeah. people yeah they can't wait six seconds to be like yeah. there's a sound <laughs> happening yeah what the hell 
Yeah. Uh, and I wrote down, why is it that every Millennium Falcon scene has some type of, like, narrow cave fight? <laughs> that's because that's what it's the best at. Yeah, it's like that's the only way it can. It's always being chased by like six people, and it goes through like a cave or a mine or like chasm. A, a, yeah, chasm or a blown out other ship. Fisher, yeah, yeah, Death Star, Death Star. And I was like, why, why is this the thing? Like, I I get it, and it's cool, but builds it's like, tension. Yeah, but it's also like we know how it's gonna turn out more or less. Like we know they'll be fine. I want to just explode in episode 9 in, like, a rain of fire. Seriously, like, they need to change up the way, like, there's a formula. And we're like, oh, we know who wins. Like, come yeah. on. Like, uh, then I wrote down, oh, did Rose just die? Did they just kill off a, the other lady? Which I guess <laughs> they didn't, I guess. But I did I think, think... Yeah, did she? I don't even know. He <laughs> drags her back and they, okay. like, he puts a blanket over her at the very end, I think. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, I guess he wouldn't do that. If, like, he puts it up to, like, her chin or whatever. Yeah, I guess so he'd like, cover her if she was dead. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I thought they killed off the only other person. Uh, they had the Luke v. Ray fight, which I kind of wish Luke would have had, like, a, a final battle kind of thing. Like, you get to see him in the action one last time. And this yeah. is kind of like, it gives you a little bit of that, but he has that, like, <laughs> I don't know, he kind of has that Palpatine movement where he's kind of, like, doing this weird Matrix floating. Yeah, he just yeah, shifts to one side and <laughs> totally yeah. misses. Yeah. Did you uh, anticipate the twist that was coming with him? That he was a hologram? Yeah. Uh, ages ago, I had read the Wikipedia, uh. because I spoil everything for myself. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I knew... I knew basically what was coming, but I guess I when I was reading it, I I thought he lived, so I didn't realize he had actually died. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't read it, but I knew uh, somehow. I okay. guess uh, when he shifts his feet, the salt doesn't move, so that's one of the tells. Okay. But I was also like, he got a haircut. That's not him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I knew like it was a hologram, but I I didn't know he he died. And, like, he's basically just stalling for time. Which has yeah. to be embarrassing for Kylo. He was right, just wrong. Yeah. I couldn't beat a ghost. Yeah, and then I he... beat a guy who's sitting on a rock, pretty much. Yeah, and it's him sitting on the rock and just fading away. Just like Yoda. Oh, so just sad. like Yoda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he's Yoda just kind of goes to sleep. And then fades, and he's kind of like staring at the the two sons, which I think is from the oh yeah, it's, yeah episode it's the, three like the opening shot. I think it's in episode the yeah or episode four. A new episode four. original. Yeah. I think it's at the end of episode three too, because it's like the guy taking Luke and Leia oh yeah yeah it probably is yeah Uncle Owen Tatooine. yeah you're right yep yep yeah that's how it ends. Yeah, they and then shove the everyone into their starting positions for the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah and then they also do it in episode four. And then they kind of reveal, like, there might be a next generation of, you know, warriors with the little kit from the shoehorn section. Yeah, the force users. <laughs> the yeah. force users, potentially the little kid holding the broom or whatever. Yeah. A little force float. 
Yeah, so, yeah, what'd you think overall? Overall, uh, I liked it. It was a little long. Uh, some of the humor didn't exactly hit for me. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, 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 they're decent movies. You know, they, they pull you in, you, and if you know the, if you, which, you know, I've seen all the movies. I haven't seen all the side stuff, but I don't really yeah. care about that. But, you know, it's kind of, I, people said it was kind of took away from like the formula that they had been doing. And I'm like, it really hasn't, uh, you know, it's still fairly similar. Like they've had some, you know, kind of new things pop up here and there, but you know, it's still like you get the, you know, you, you know, the trappings of star Wars and you kind of follow it through. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I can, I agree with that wholeheartedly pretty much. Yeah. I was fine with it. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I hope that at some point Star Wars fans can just be like, fine, whatever. Like, it's, <laughs> it's we're not we're not yeah. making this movie. It's a movie that we enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully that people can just let let go of any ownership they feel they have to it. But maybe that'll never happen. Most likely it won't. But Yeah, owning a know. fandom seems to be a very big thing. People think they have, since they have invested their time, that they get a say in the end product or whatever. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, Marvel, yeah. you know, yeah. anything that has some type of, you know, base formula, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that... I didn't mind it. Five out of cool. ten? I don't know. Five out of ten? <laughs> That's what I gave everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, nice. I, yeah, I was fine with it. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing the the last one. You know, I've seen this one now, so... Yeah, there we go. In. You might as well. You've seen eight of the nine. Yeah. But I feel like this is just going to be what, you know, Star Wars is just going to be what Marvel, like Marvel movies are just going to go on forever now. And I think Star Wars will probably also go on forever until the end of time. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think it's a series that, you know, you can do that and, you know, people like it. They make money, so why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a whole universe and... I don't know how much you know of what is being made, but they're like they have the there's a TV series coming out right now um, called The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And then they like Ryan Johnson's doing a whole trilogy as well, but it's it's like totally different. It's in a different part of the universe. It has nothing to do with like the established canon, kind of. So I they are. Like yeah, and that's not coming out for a while. I think they're taking a break for a while because. They realized we saturated the market too much with, like, a movie every six months. I wish Marvel would realize that. Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of did, although they're doing, like, a million TV shows now, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't have... I mean, your opinion might be controversial because I, everyone has something to say. I didn't yeah, mind you didn't it. hate it. Yeah. yeah. You're not taking a hard stance on one way or another. Yeah, I was fine with it. I've seen worse movies, definitely. I've seen better movies, definitely. Yeah, I remember when I saw it, I was like, I mean, there are parts you're allowed to watch, like some parts of a movie, and dislike some parts of a movie, and that's how I felt about it, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that, that's un. I haven't been jaded or unjaded. I have remained <laughs> the same, which is pretty much the case with all these movies. Uh, how about we get to an anime Yes, we'll move into anime where I 
try to appreciate some anime because I don't know a lot about it. So Jeff tries to give me suggestions. And this this episode, I watched Sword Art Online. Does right. anyone have like a long super name or anything? Uh, no. Sword Art Online, the magical world where no one can escape. Um, yeah, I've been, I've known about this. I wanted to watch it because. It's one of my favorite things, getting sucked into a different world. Oh, this time you're sucked into a video game. Very much like my first anime love of Digimon, pretty much. Uh, so Sword Art Online is about... Uh, they're... Okay. They've created something called a VR MMORPG, which is yeah. virtual reality, multi multiplayer, massively multiplayer online RPG. Uh, the nerve gear. Nerve yeah. gear. It simulates five senses in a virtual world, so you can kind of move around, and you kind of feel like you're moving your body around. Yeah, um, but really, you're just laying in bed. That's right. And uh, it, we follow Kirito, who um, he he was a beta tester for this game before, like ever anyone we had the. The series starts on the release day, but Kirito has been a beta tester, and he's, you know, he's walking around the market. He meets, I can't remember the dude's name who he meets. Klein? Kind of, yeah, the comic-y, kind of the comic relief guy. Yeah. Um, meets him in the market, and he kind of gives him some tips on how to play, because he's been a beta tester. But then, he's, he's shown him how to do the menu and everything, and he's like, how do you log out? Oh, it should be right here. No, it's not. Oh, you must have a glitch. Let me log out. What? They can't log out of Sword Art Online. They are trapped in here. I was pretty bored until they got trapped in this, to be honest. Uh, I watched the the dub. It's not The voice acting's not great in it. I I, yeah, I watched the sub. I've never seen the dub. Yeah, the voice acting isn't very compelling. It wasn't awesome. Um, but yeah, so then they're suddenly teleported to some village, or like, yeah, and this big hooded figure appears, and his name is something, but uh, Kirito recognizes it as, oh, he's the developer of the game, he's calling himself the Game Master, he's just this big rope dude, and he explains, yeah, I designed this game, and guess what, you're stuck in here. Until you can complete all 100 levels, get to the top of the tower. You're stuck. You can't log out. If you try to log out, you're, if you try to take off the nerd gear, your family takes off the nerd gear, you're going to die. It's going to explode your brain. If you get killed by something in here, guess what? A microwave chip goes off in the back of your head. You're, you're dead in real life. So he's pretty much like got this god punk complex. And he's... I said, uh, always read your terms and conditions when you <laughs> boot up a game. Guys, this is like a big PSA for it. Um, so yeah, they're all stuck in there, and everyone just starts going like, what? What? Ah, and they start freaking out. And that's the gist of that. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of what I thought was the entire show. Uh, but I did actually, I watched some videos on what goes on like throughout season one, pretty much. Uh but yeah, so they, they like everyone, thousands of people in this game figure out, all right, we got to start earning experience. We got to start getting gold and we got to find the boss of each level we're in. 
And Kirito is like, hey, I'm going to skip on to the next town because I know there's going to be quests and XP to get there. Klein, do you want to come with me? And Klein's like, nah, I'm going to, I was a guild leader. I'm going to stick, I'm going to make a guild here, try to strengthen numbers. So Kirito skips the, I think the first episode ends with him skipping to the next town to try to level up quicker than everyone else. And then, all right, so episode two, they totally, like, jump in, like, two months later after this. Yeah. And, like, 2,000 people have died, and everyone's been gaining experience and stuff. And, like, uh, they're, it starts with um, a meeting about they're all trying to still... Or they found one... Um, one guy has one guild leader has found where the boss is so everyone's they're gonna try to essentially storm it and attack with like coordinated teams uh and they so oh yeah and this meeting is interrupted by um some angry guy who's mad he hates all the beta testers there's a lot of this starts they start to show this divide between the the new players and the beta testers, because the new players think the beta testers had an advantage and they're holding out on people and they suck. But it turns out, no, dude, they've like made this guidebook and distributed it out. You have all the information. Just read. So now, now we're saying just read. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're gonna storm this castle. Um, Kirito ended ends up teaming up with he's kind of a solo guy as you could tell from the first episode when he went on to the next town without anyone but he uh he team everyone's teaming up in like groups of six so he teams up with this mysterious asuna asana yeah asuna and she's just this quiet hooded girl pretty much basic quiet anime girl (laughs) um and so, yeah, blah, blah, they all end up going to storm the castle and attack this big giant. It's called Cobalts, which in D&D are like lizard dudes, but they're like big red pig guys. And anyways, they're doing pretty well. Um, the guy who orchestrated it all goes to, in for the final blow and ends up dying. Which I mean, I didn't care. Like they make they draw this death out for a long time. It's like this guy just got introduced ten minutes ago. I don't like. I don't see why it's such a big deal. And they make a big deal of him like not accepting the health potion. But uh, Kirito ends up like teaming up really well with Asuna, and they end up taking down the boss. And like hell yeah, level one completed. We did it. And everyone's like, and then that angry guy starts, and you get oh. Kirito gets this, whatever, you get a, a unique item when you beat the boss. And then that angry guy pipes up and he's like, that guy's probably a beta cheater. And Kirito's like, yeah, you know what? I am. I am a beta cheater. I'm a beater. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think beater is the dumbest effing name Yeah, ever. It's, it's really stupid. It, when they introduce it, I'm like, it's so dumb. And they get to refer to that at, like, a lot throughout the rest of it. Or at least the rest of the episodes I saw. Um, I just, I, I hated that. And then, so, I wasn't too excited by the battles too much. I liked the world building a lot so far. But then episode three, they jump in. They're already at, like, level 49 or something. 
Like, they've already raced through this game, and they haven't showed any of it. And what I really enjoy about the... I... Uh, what I really enjoy about the show is, like, the explanation of how it works, and, like, I didn't even understand, like, they're talking about levels, and he talked about, the Game Master talked about a tower. I thought there was a literal tower you had to go through, but I guess the levels of the tower are actual, like, whole new, a whole new world! Um, right? Is that how it works? Uh, I think that there's kind of, like, the hub world, which are, like, the towns... And then, like, yeah. as they're kind of going up, like, they have to beat a boss, but they're just kind of skipping around. Like, I think they start on level one, and then I think the next one is, like, 26. <laughs> they fight. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, and I guess there's, um, they have something called, like, the clearing factions or something, where it's, like, warriors who go in first and try to clear the way for everyone, but they end up getting all the XP and gold and stuff, but it makes it easier for, like, the not as skilled players um but yeah they they quickly like race into i I just didn't like the huge gaps in time i guess like i couldn't really catch up with character development at all or the world building um i wrote down i'd like to see what's going on outside the world because if a crazy game developer like hooked a bunch of thousands of people up to die then you'd think there'd be something else going on but i that i guess a lot does go on outside after like they're only in sword art online for 12 episodes or something how much of this have you seen have you seen any of it i've seen the whole series yeah yeah but yeah they're only in like this particular game for the first 10 or 12 episodes i guess um but uh the third episode kirito joins up with a guild that's pretty tight and he kind of feels like the weird third fifth wheel whatever and uh he ends up falling for uh sachi this girl young girl in the guild and anyway during their parole of or patrol of one of the levels they get trapped with a in a room with a bunch of monsters and everyone in the guild ends up dying but Kirito. So uh, he's gonna go look for a unique item that he thinks might be able to resurrect people. And I wrote down this quote. This is an actual quote. In this world, the dead can never return to life. That's really, in any world, the dead can never return to life. I thought it was just such, like, you get that's how it works anywhere, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if it, that meant to be like, oh, it's like in a game you can usually yeah. do that, but this this is not a game. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, he said world, so I was like, well, in your actual world, man, you can't return to life either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this ends up being a Christmas episode, and I love Christmas themed episodes. Yes. Uh, Curious to ends up ahead, like hunting in this pine woods that's covered with snow for some evil Santa Claus type thing, because that's where the unique item for resurrection is. Um, but he... Uh, yeah, he ends up winning it, but it turns out you can only revive someone who's been dead for less than 10 seconds, pretty much. It has to be like an immediate revival, and he ends up giving it to his old friend, Klein. And that's kind of... The end of episode three. 
Kirito still the lone wolf, but he's like super leveled up. Um, yeah, like I said, I watched ahead of this, and like they go into different games, right? And there's like everyone's in love with Kirito. Any woman he comes across falls in love with them. Uh, I learned about Yui a little, who's like I w- am interested in her. Like, um, it gave me kind. Of, have you ever seen Tron at all? Uh, I've never actually watched it, but I'm familiar with it. The, yeah, like how programs have personalities, and that's kind of what Yui is, right? The girl they kind of adopt. Yeah, she's like a program or like an AI that they kind of adopt. And I, I know I've mentioned it before, but it's Mother's Basement has an, uh, an, an analysis of like the scene where they kind of save her and how it's the most pointless thing in the show. basically the way that they save her is they find like a master system where in the game like they basically find a computer in this like medieval world and they use it to save yui instead of like you know save everyone in the game yeah 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 i yeah i looked ahead um yeah and they go like jump through other games there's still crazy stuff about like people being experimented on which i like all that stuff but i uh, maybe the sub's better. I This was an Anna No for me, unfortunately. I thought this was going to be right up my alley, but I just... I couldn't get into, like... I just felt like the characters weren't developing well. And... They're... Yeah. And, yeah, like yeah. I said, the world wasn't built. But I guess if they're going to abandon that world in 12 episodes. I thought they were going to be there for the whole 50 of them, so... You know, they go to this other world called Alfheim, where he kind of, like, becomes a different character, and there's this weird, like, incest story with his real-life yeah, sister. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, I, I have written down here, I looked ahead, Kirito's sister is in love with him? Yeah. <laughs> like, in the game, she doesn't know it's him? Yeah. I guess? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I think that also turned me off from it a lot. I was like, okay. And yeah, I only watched the season one recap. Yeah, and they've made two sequels. One's where he goes into like this game called Gun Gale Online, which is like a shooting game focused thing. And, yeah, I saw that one. And he's like investigating like a murder. It's weird. So it's still him. It's still Kirito. It's still in that him. One. He's in. There's uh, only one. I think it's called. There's one that's like Gun Gale Online or something like that. It's like it's a yeah, yeah. spinoff show. And yeah, that's, that's on Netflix. Him. Yeah, okay. that's not Kirito, and I, I've heard that one's the good one, and from Mother's Basement, who's uh, you know opinion I trust and believe, and this yeah he's a little bit he's too overpowered. They make it into too much of a harem anime where it's you know a ton of girls are all, all only interested in one dude. Yeah, uh, he's overpowered. He's not interesting. He's got a yeah. weird hero complex. Um, he's very flat, other than his kind of like, oh, I like, you know, it, you know, I want to just help everyone kind of thing. Uh, the world building there, it's been done better in other shows. Like, it is kind of scattered and they jump around. Like, there are so many shows where, it, you know, it's an isekai, which is a very popular type of anime and they do it all yeah. the time where it's like into a game log horizon is another one that 
it, it, it may be done better. It's hard to say. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll tackle that one at some point. Cool. Yeah, I was I was truly disappointed because I was looking forward to this. Nothing yeah. really sucked me in. The dialogue didn't suck me in. The characters didn't suck me in. The animation didn't really suck me in. Yeah. Some of the battles look kind of cool, like when they're kind of like teaming up and stuff. Like it's it's done kind of like in a pretty way. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean it wasn't terrible, but um there was some like Attack on Titan esque stuff where he would like drag his sword and you'd like follow the sword as it's like cutting through stuff, but Yeah. Nothing crazy dynamic really. Yeah. It's been done before and better. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sword uh, art. I'm interested in Gun Gale though, if this <laughs> if it's the good one. I hear it's better, that you know, from my source. Uh, but I, I've never watched it myself because I haven't. I watched Sword Art Online and Sword Art Online Two. There are also there's video games with it. There's a movie. There's a third series called like Alicization. Or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Is that not out yet? I was reading a bunch of articles about people being excited about it. But I don't know. I haven't really been interested in it. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. I did see while I was looking, watching this on Netflix, like the preview for the Full Metal Alchemist live action movie came out. <laughs> I was like, "Whoof, that looks like hot garbage." <laughs> yeah, I yeah I saw the preview for it. It looked really bad. Um, I think actually, Mother's Basement reviewed that and said, "Yeah, it's terrible." <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised. I I mean that that story. How can that whole thing be condensed into? like two hour movie i don't they probably just do one arc or something like that you know i think their backstory like... is the most interesting about thing about them though yeah uh didn't you see you saw the uh death note movie and you said that was bad right oh yeah i watched like the first half hour 45 minutes or something <laughs> yeah yeah it was terrible willem dafoe was good as Oh, what's his... Ryuk. Ryuk, yeah. yeah. He was good as Ryuk, and Ryuk looked good, but... Yeah, the... The kids in it were just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you want me to watch next time, just so we can kind of get into the... Oh, man. Whatever we're looking for. Oh, jeez. You asked me this. Here, I'm going to pull up Netflix, and hopefully Skype won't crash while I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last bit I was on Netflix, so that was good. Yes, I don't. Yeah, maybe I should before Disney rolls out their streaming service. Um, get on it. Get on whatever Disney movies are. Oh, you know what? I might make you watch. I'm gonna make you watch Coco. That's on Netflix. Oh yeah, sure. I haven't seen that. Uh, it's a Pixar movie. And I know I've kind of been like rather around a bunch of stuff that i've kind of been like eh, i'd like him to watch this and this and this what do you want to kind of tackle next is there like a genre genre you want to get into or something you might be interested in i know we haven't um, done like a music thing we haven't done like uh did we do like a space thing oh yeah we did a, a, a cowboy, bebop, cowboy was bebop which you didn't love yeah have you ever watched um harlock space pirate no I watched the movie. It was so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I don't know. I was never a big space 
anime guy. I've only seen a few. Uh, there is one that I'm kind of interested in. Um, I know there's a bunch of music anime, like that's a popular thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'll do a, a music one, actually, because I just put a music one in my Netflix list that like you didn't even assign me, but I was like, I'll watch this. Which one did you put in there? Uh, it's it's actually new. I think it's Carol and Tuesday. Okay. Um, uh, what kind of music? Because there's a ton of stuff. Like there's one about yeah. like uh, there's one about like a Kiss. It's a guy uh, <laughs> about like a Kiss style band. He wants to be a pop idol, but he he's not good enough, so he be joins like a death metal band. There's one about like a lot of high school ones. I just watched an anime I really liked about a Koto club. The Koto What's is that? this weird kind of Asian. It's, it's like a, it's like a long, it's like a piano, but it has strings and it's got kind of strings. You kind of do this. Hmm. It's interesting. It's on Netflix. Does it have, uh, let's, I'll do that one. Uh, I'm trying to think if they really get to the meat of the thing uh, in the okay. first three episodes. Uh, they've got like a bunch of like high school, like light music clubs. They've got, um, There's so many. How about you check out, because I think it's also on Netflix, uh, Your Lie in April? Okay. I think it's the one with the pianist and the lady violinist. Yes, I have. um, Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was showing at my theater a little while ago, actually. Yeah. People seem to like, I've seen it. You know, I've got an opinion of it. Is that a, that one's a movie? Uh, no, it's a series. Oh, it's a series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, unless I specify, I try and watch the, uh, the series. Okay. Um, yeah. And I would say watch the sub. I, I haven't seen the dub. I don't know if it's any good. You can try it if you want. But yeah, yeah, I might sample one episode of the dub. I usually try sub, and I probably will go back to it because Sword on Online definitely put me back on subs. <laughs> Yeah, it varies. Like that one I just mentioned, uh, the Koda one is like I didn't mind it; was fine with it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> All right, then we should wrap it up, I guess. Yep. You can uh, contact us at wholegdshow at gmail dot com. Our Twitter is at wholegdshow. Facebook dot com slash wholegdshow. I believe YouTube dot com slash wholegdshow now, right? Should be yep, I haven't added anything in a while, and I find it hard to do so, so good luck finding videos on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, well, just you hit subscribe and hit that bell icon. That's what they say. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, that's right. You'll know right. when they go right. up. Um, I think that I got the Twitters. Uh, Caleb Orion does our music. You can find him on Spotify. Find him on Twitter. Um think i oh uh pod whole gd show.podbean.com i mean if you're listening to this you really don't need to go to the website you just go there to listen there's not much on there but yeah where can people find you jeff uh twitter tumblr instagram uh at rio shaw doing art and uh jokes and stuff and i'll i'll try and be more you know, use the YouTube thing more often. I don't know. I might switch to Twitch at some point because I think I can just do that off of my PS4 and I play that way more often. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, 
You can just plug and play. Nice. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you in the next episode. Later.